Righto, from JMI Wealth, Friday morning, Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Morning, Mike. PPI, talk me through it. Yeah, better news for a Friday. How about that? Bring we, it on. Look, we had, yeah, we, had, we had the release of the monetary policy statement this week from the RBNZ, and inflation is still problematic. High interest rates are going to be with us for some time, or so we're told. So we need signs that inflation is moderating. So yesterday, we had the release of the producer price index. So this is another measure of, of price pressures aside from the more commonly referred to consumer price index. And it's part of a release of uh, business price indexes. So think of this as being sort of wholesale price inflation rather than uh, consumer price inflation, which captures, you know, retail item, groceries, food and stuff like that. So the story here, Mike, in parts is much better than the CPI. So there's three data numbers. There's your producer price index and you look at inputs and outputs, uh, the farm expenses index and the capital goods index. Now, if you look at the numbers, uh, the producer price index, so this is for the June quarter at an output level up 0.2%. Annually, that's up 3%. If we look at the inputs, uh, get this, it fell 0.2% and year-on-year 1.1% gain. Uh, the farm expenses, slightly different story, I'll come back to that. They rose 0.7% for the quarter, but up 7.3% for the year. So, But what you can see here, Mike, is a significant difference between what's happening in the retail space, i.e. CPI, and the wholesale space, which is PPI. So CPI is still running at 6%. The PPI inputs 1.1%, and it's also declining quite rapidly. If I go back to the March quarter, uh, producer price costs were up 4.5% annually, so that's fallen to 1.1%. To so yeah, the cost pressures do look like they're subsiding quite quickly. You can't help but notice the difference though, can you, Mike, with farm expenses being quite a different story. 7.3% there. Now, uh, big items that are affecting that are things like fertiliser, insurance premiums, the big one for farms, interest costs, and all of those cost increases have swamped what was quite a big drop in, in fuel costs. Now, on the subject of dairy, I'll just give you a couple of updates from the last few days. A couple of the economists have updated their Farmgate milk price forecast. They're all under $7 now. And yesterday, Dairy New Zealand published what they call their break-even milk price, $7.51. Now, it has fallen from $8.16, but it still looks like break-even is going to be above what the farmers are actually going to get. Okay, across the Tasman, what do we know about the, the, the job numbers weren't good? Is this is this what the Reserve Bank wants, end of the hikes? Yeah, it's sort of crazy, isn't it? So, you know, it's, it's, so the Reserve Bank's basically trying to generate what for a lot of people feels like economic misery, but unfortunately we need to do that if we want to get inflation down. Also, lots of Kiwis looking to, build, uh, looking to sort of move overseas at the moment. Australia is a favourite destination. Of course, big trading partners, so we're keeping an eye on what's happening over there economically. There's also a degree of correlation between our currency and theirs, and at the moment that's topical given the weakness um, in our currency and the calls for uh, Aussie dollar to be sort of quite a bit lower as well. Now, they released their July employment numbers uh, not as rosy as the last couple of, of results. The number of people employed fell 14,500 in July, and that was um, led by a big fall in full-time jobs. Uh, if I look at the couple of previous months, they were up 31,500, one before that over 76,000. Their unemployment rate has ticked up from 3.5% to 3.7%, so you know, this is softer data. Um, a couple of times recently, the Reserve Bank of Australia has referred to the employment market as potentially being at a turning point, so this seems to support that. Mm. Uh, I think it's probably too early to make that call. Uh, their unemployment rate was actually 3.7% over there earlier this year before dropping to 35 I think it's just, um, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's unrealistic.
to, to speculate that higher interest rates and tighter monetary policy ha is having an impact, but these are high-frequency numbers, Mike. Uh, we only get our numbers quarterly. They're monthly, so there's always going to be some short-term volatility in the outcomes. Uh, there are calls from this, though, for the RBA to hold their cash rate now, that it doesn't need to increase further. I don't think it'll dull the attraction of Australia for Kiwis uh, in, in the short term, though, until we can actually see a bit of a trend there. Give me the numbers. So the Dow Jones is down 131 points, which is 0.38 of a percent, 34,633. The S&P 500 also down 0.3 of a percent, 4391 is the mark at the moment. And the Nasdaq is down 0.64 of a percent, 13,388. The FTSE 100 uh, lost 0.63 of a percent overnight, 7310. Uh, the Nikkei down 141 points, 31626. Uh, the Shanghai Composite bucked the trend, it went up 0.4 of a percent. 3163. Uh, the Aussies, the A6 200 yesterday lost 0.68 of a percent, 7146. And we had quite a weak day in the NZX 50, despite Scalar up releasing quite a good result yesterday. Mm. Their share price up 6.2%, but the index uh, was down just under 1%, 11,651. Kiwi dollar 0.5924, hit 0.5, just over 59 cents overnight, so still weak. 0.9249 against the Aussie, 0.5454 against the Euro. 0.4651 against the pound, 86.64 Japanese yen. Gold has uh, broken the 1900 mark, $1,885, and Brent crude, $84.15. You have a fantastic weekend, mate. Appreciate it. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.